Osiris. to Across the Margin, the podcast. I'm your host, Michael Shields, and today we are here for the first of two back-to-back episodes about music, and this one will be dedicated to the alluring and entirely captivating soundscapes of Penny and Sparrow. Penny and Sparrow are an indie folk pop duo comprised of Andy Baxter and Kyle Jenke from Austin, Texas, whose brand of Americana rock is deeply affecting and straight-up beautiful. Um, this episode features an interview with the lyricist and lead singer of Penny and Sparrow, the aforementioned Andy Baxter. It's a great interview, um, super insightful, and uh, we focus kind of on the new album, Finch. But before we get into that, and because while I'm sure there are many ardent fans of the band who tuned into this one, I'm also thinking this might be an introduction for some. So let me tell you a little bit about uh, Penny and Sparrow and play, play a song or two. So Penny and Sparrow's music is heart-wrenching. And the lyrics are relatable and weighty, where modern-day life is often examined in topics such as love, loss, traveling, religion, how humans change and grow over time are all, um, you know, explored and and delved into. And increasingly, themes concerning coming to terms uh, about distressing truths from the modern, modern world are explored. The lyrics are really, really cool. And you'll hear in the interview that Andy describes the music as scholastic folk and I think that is so spot on as the lyrics are also uh, incredibly heady and full of literary historical and religious uh, references in in the most impressive of ways Um, Andy's lyrics are paired with guitarist Kyle's lush and often swelling strings and the enticing melodies that uh, result are really they're truly enthralling it's it's touching music so as I mentioned they just released a new album Finch and um, here's one of the tracks off it it's called Eloise Blinker and I, thoroughbred, winners of fight, even for dead, we got a mind to go, get a buzz off a deity, sober up in your clutches a remedy, you've bitten me once, doubly shy, double the guards, Hotter than a June kid 
I'm blushing the shade of licorice. Croon with your night lungs. That old cicada love song. Holy broken heart. A meaning with American abattoir. You're around us. Oh, be around us. mentions the inspiration for the song. It's a track by Iron and Wine, which uh, it's a great song by them, um, which I thought was fantastic, that link there. Um, to give you just another taste, here's a preview of another song off Finch. This one is called Stockholm. Are you thinking of me? 
If so, then me too. If you wake and sand all these boards down, we can play the house, make a drink, we can put it down, eating on the rocks. I'm no less confident. I just know less when I think all of it coming down. I could be wrong. right there i love that that song is called stockholm uh such a great song npr describes penny and spiro as pin drop performers the kind which silence rooms with impeccable songs and storytelling that unfolds like a dream um that description makes a lot of sense to me so we're gonna get into this interview with andy but before we do just a reminder that across the margin the podcast is part of the osiris network osiris is a global community connecting passionate fans with podcasts and experiences about artists and topics they love. Go to OsirisPod.com to see all the podcasts, the events, and other varying content they have to offer. Um, we're talking music here in this episode, and no podcast media group has music unlocked like Osiris. They have podcasts about jazz, Southern Rock, The Grateful Dead, Fish, Ween, The History of Rock and Roll, um, podcasts about the music industry, and um, just podcasts upon podcasts that feature interviews with musicians of all kinds. Um, Head over to OsirisPod.com to learn more. So in this interview with Andy, we talk about the genesis of the band. We really get into their lyrics, um, you know, because I think there's a lot to chew on there. Uh, you know, I mentioned earlier how they're full of all kinds of references. Um, we talk about their latest album a lot, Finch, and that's that's kind of the focus of this. And, and that's a great starting point for learning uh, more about the band and their sound. So um, you'll see in this uh, interview, Andy's not just ridiculously talented, but he's clearly a hell of a human being. I enjoy talking to him, and I think you'll enjoy uh, listening to us talk. So here is my interview with Andy Baxter. never can quite seem to pull Andy. Hello. How are you? I'm doing well. Who am I speaking with? You're speaking with Mike Shields from Across the Margin. Hi, Mike. How's you doing good? well? I'm doing good. I'm, 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 having a, I'm having a lovely morning. How about yourself? Splendid. I'm walking here in the very hot San Antonio, Texas. Ooh, how hot are we talking? Uh, last night at uh, 8.45, uh-huh. the sun had just gone down and it was 94 degrees. Wow, sweltering. That's not, that's not fun. No, it's not. Is that, but, is, you know, is, sorry. is that home to you? It is not home to me. It's home to my mother-in-law. Oh, okay. She is here and we're, we're doing the tour of Texas to come see family. Oh, and fantastic. So, so my wife and I are hitting the road in the Prius and traveling around to come see our kin back home. Fantastic. Well, with that in mind, thank you so much for making the time. I really, really appreciate it. 
Oh, absolutely. I uh, go on a morning walk anyway. Oh, fantastic. Uh, hey, congrats on the album. Finch is, uh, it's, it's gorgeous. Thanks, brother. I appreciate it. Yeah. We like it a whole lot. It feels nice to still be so <laughs> proud of a thing, even if you've lived with it like eight times longer than the other people who are just now getting it. It feels <laughs> nice to still love it. Yeah, no, I know exactly what you mean. I was actually just interviewing an author, and um, he was saying the same thing about his book. He was like, he felt so removed from it because he just, you know, it was it was four years of his life prior, and then you know, all of a sudden now everyone's asking about it and the whole thing. But so, <laughs> so I definitely get that. Um, hey, I want to give uh, my listeners some backstory into um, you and um, Kyle's uh, project here. I know you're from, I know you know you hail from Austin, Texas. I believe you guys met in college. How'd this whole thing come about? Uh, musically, we did meet in college. Uh, I needed a place to crash, and he knew my then-girlfriend, now-wife, mm-hmm. Sarah. Okay. And so when I needed a place to crash in a bad way, uh, I moved into a house with 11 other guys and in a tiny room with two other guys in Man. that house. Sounds like a yeah. hostel. It was, well, yeah, hostel would actually be, unless you mean like the movie hostel, um, <laughs> then no, because hostels are fairly nice. Uh-huh. This was not. Uh, yeah, I know. Uh, yeah, so it was pretty gross, pretty dirty, but um, I moved there and met friends that I'll have for life. One of them is Kyle, and just a past time, Kyle was learning guitar in college. Like, he had just picked it up. Wow. And he, um, by the time he was studying to do his, ma- get his master's degree, my boy's wicked smart. Yeah. He was, he and I were covering songs back and forth and decided to try and write some of our own. And we lived in a very musically centric city. And mm-hmm. so we were like, hey, what the hell? Why don't we release something so that someday our kids can say, hey, you know, your old man was in a band. Yeah, dad, cool. dad was a rocker. Yeah, yeah. A, a, folk, a folk rocker, folk if rocker. you will. Indie rocker, yeah. Yeah. So we released that just literally for the sake of saying this is a fun a thing to do. Yeah. And then people caught on and enjoyed it. And we wanted to play a few gigs. Thought that'd be funny. We did. We went under the name of sports teams for a long time. Oh. Uh, we'd be like the Utah Jazz or the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> And uh, finally, someone said we needed to pick an actual band name because we had a paying gig at a fundraiser concert. Wow. And we came up with Penny and Sparrow and uh, have no idea why we did that. To be honest with you, yeah. it was a, a blog name that we borrowed from another roommate in that house. Oh. And had we thought that we were going to be a full-time thing ever, <laughs> might we would have thought into that. Might have put a little <laughs> bit more thought into it, but um, it works. It works. I it, like it. It works, man. It works. Yeah. And the rest, as they say, is history. We just sort of kept rolling. Cool. Yeah. It sounds like it happened organically, and you guys have such a cool chemistry. It's it's obviously you have you know that that synergy happened for a reason. It's really awesome. So your music has like a you know, a unique, unique sound to its own, but it's also like wonderfully familiar to me. A lot of artists I love from, um, Glenn Hansard, uh, Ray LeMontant, Susan Stevens, Iron and Wine. There's like that vibe to it. And, uh, you know, and I'm saying that as a compliment and it's, um, so I'm curious about if you could speak a little bit on your musical influences. Well, you just named a a shit ton of them. (laughs) Um, so to be honest with you, we, uh, we grew up listening to a very eclectic taste in music from both of our parents. There was, you know, 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, and 90s country that was in the mix. Uh-huh. 
classic rock both of us had a steady diet of the beatles i had a big influence of musicals from my mom and my big sister oh cool uh we both grew up in sort of in the middle of uh, uh diverse high schools that had texas rap scene mm -hmm. so some of that was in there chopped and screwed we, yeah <laughs> definitely i guess so, so there was all over the map yeah we were exposed to it and we liked bits and pieces of all of it so uh i guess as we kept going when it came time for us to make our own music we it was heavily influenced by what we were into at the time and what stuck out of all of that eclectic music that we were uh ingesting so and what came out was sort of like a grab bag version of simon and garfunkel yeah and and we're okay with that because we love that stuff that's a perfect elevator pitch right there <laughs> yeah, yeah so what's um how do you guys work together? What's the process like with you and Kyle? Do you guys uh, write songs together? Do you write songs on your own? Am I right in he's uh, kind of the guitar master and you are the lyrical um, master and you guys kind of converge in that way? Is that right? It was definitely a symbiotic relationship. Uh -huh. um, there is, he plays guitar at all the shows. Early on, we would play at the same time some, but for the most part now, I sing lead, he does harmony, he plays guitar, and I stand there with a bourbon in my hand and the other in my pocket. <laughs> it's a good gig if you can get it. It is. It's good work. It's good work. Uh, thank you. So for, Go on. No, for the most part, the way that we work together is, at least the writing process, is Kyle sends me uh, a stream of voice memos, mm -hmm. which is him humming a melodic phrase, line, or entire song on nonsensical gibberish words or on boo or la, mostly on nonsensical gibberish. And then I listen to that roughly 8,000 times over and over and over again, and I piece it apart into syllables, mm -hmm. piece it apart into uh, what feels like bridge, what feels like chorus, what feels moody. What mood is it? Mm -hmm. And then I get to play Mad Libs, which is a really fun writing exercise for me. Yeah. 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 That's awesome. That's cool. So you kind of concoct the soundscapes and, and you work with that. That's so cool. Um, so let's talk lyrics then. Um, your songs definitely have an affecting depth to them. There's, I mean, topics ranging from religion, loss. Um, there's an honesty, a vulnerability there. Um, how would you um, explain the content lyrically to any new listeners? Oh, man. Um, <laughs> I just laid it on you. Well, no, it's not. That's a great question. Yeah. It's just, it's, depending on the song that you would ask about, it might be a different answer. Okay. But I, I, like, I, liked, I like the idea of trying to create this weird subgenre of music that we tend to find ourselves in. I think Iron and Wine was probably one of the progenitors of it. Okay. But it feels like scholastic folk. Mm -hmm. It feels like... Um, oh, I love that. I, 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 think, that, I think that there's... Um, the English language is huge and beautiful, and I would really, really like to use as much of it as I possibly can. Yeah. And so I don't want to use a $13 word for the hell of it. I want to use it because it's more correct than the $6 or the $4. Yeah, that's awesome. And so uh, I like to read. I'm enamored with words. Mm -hmm. I have been since I was really young, and when I like the way that a word sounds, whether it's like an almost uh, antique or almost forgotten one, or whether it's just a really pretty looking and sounding word that rhymes better than any of the other options that I have. I just want to have a varied quiver with a bunch of arrows in it. And yeah. so most of my job in the off season of not writing is just amassing a shit ton of words, man. As many different speakers and voices as I can in music or in literature or in poetry or in even just speakers, like mm -hmm. from 
from the world of podcasts and yesteryear. I am desperately trying to keep my journals up to date with stuff that I find interesting. Yeah, I'm not surprised at all to hear you're an avid reader. I mean, even um, your first uh, release, it was called Ten Boom, right? And that was like Kickstarted. Am I right about yeah, that? Um, that was. And is that title, does that come from um, Corey? Uh, I think that's her name, Ten Boom? It does, she yeah. The, the author Dutch, of The Hiding Place. She was a Dutch watchmaker who helped many Jews escape the Holocaust. That's amazing. And I also saw, I noticed a lot of... Um, you know, biblical figures in your writing. And they, I mean, there's a lot of, uh, a lot of, um, you know, uh, stories of your that you bring in and, and kind of refigure into your uh, lyrical um, content. Is that correct? It is correct. Yeah, and so cool. I, one of the neat things, which I'm sure is true, or at least I think is probably true about other artists, until you know someone personally, you don't know whether or not the next statement is true. But for us, the music changed and grew as we changed and grew. So the lyrical content, its its depth, its focus, where it meandered off to, all the little uh, rabbit trails it would chase lyrically and ideas and themes it would chase are all indicative of the type of men that we were at the time of writing it. So you can look at every single record and the year that it was released, and that'd be a fairly decent autobiography of where we were at at the time. Uh, and one of the things that Kyle and I value a ton is malleability in this life. Mm-hmm. And the idea to continue searching, continue being hungry for truth, and continue being hungry for goodness, and just new thought. And so, lyrically and melodically, there's change and shift that occurs in all of these records because there's been change and shift that has occurred in us. And... Uh, yeah. So, I, and again, I'm sure that that's true with uh, lots of musicians, but uh, I'm the musician that I know the best. And I know that, <laughs> that it, uh, I know for me, it, uh, it's neat to look back and sometimes rough to look yeah, back and like, totally. oh man. Seeing your former self I, sometimes is, is a lot hard to swallow. Sure. Yeah, sure. That's what growth's all about. Absolutely. Yeah, and man. You come to a new place. And so I feel like there's a lot of, um, change in this new album let's talk finch for a little bit um sure um i saw in pace they they uh i think you um said that um the songs on the album are trying to answer a question what does it look like when you change tribes uh which was such a cool thought i mean can you elaborate on that idea and the idea that uh, uh the change present in this album sure um let's see here when I said that, the main thing that was coming to mind mm-hmm. was the fact that in the past season of life, there's been a lot of hardlining that I've not only softened on or just completely tossed out. And Kyle and I both spend exorbitant amount of time talking in the van consistently about stuff that we're thinking about, stuff that we're pondering on, what it's like to be a husband, what it's like to be a friend, what yeah. it's like to be... Like, we were talking the other day about how there are moments that we wish... Uh, we were as good at conflict resolution with each other as we are or in our marriage as we are with each other because yeah. we have to do it all the time. Mm-hmm. And like, I feel closer to him outside of my wife. There is no one that I'm closer to than Kyle. And we spend so much time debriefing about what's going on in our lives and what we're reading, thinking, all of that stuff that 
we are intimately acquainted with the fact that we've been on a really similar path of change and the change coming from how we grew up versus how we are now what stayed the same what are we ditching what are we holding on to what's worth keeping what's worth saying maybe to and that's just been a lot of stuff and i think the freedom that i don't think i know that the freedom that kyle and i have now with where we're at Mm -hmm. is so very worth the idea of not identifying uh, with everything that we used to. Yeah. And that comes at a cost, man. So like what I'm saying, switching tribes, like there are folks that if you disagree on point X, Y, or Z, that disqualifies you from being in. Yeah. And uh, we find that silly for the most part. But we also know that this life is super nuanced, man. Like whether it be the religion that you profess or the subsect of Christianity you claim to be or uh, any of your stated political views like human beings are complex creatures and the idea that we could be siphoned down into a blurb a punchline or a uh, single sentence thesis so silly yeah I couldn't agree more I feel like people are more you know there's there's kind of a good and a bad in everybody and there's yeah there's a lot of nuance and gray area and, and people are trying to put too many people in these boxes or, or put labels on people that just don't define them fully. Yeah. It sounds yeah. like you're dealing with uh, facing a lot of like hard fought truths in this, in this album. Yeah. There's a lot of depth, man. It's really great. Um, Thank you, man. The fact uh, that you listen to it's a huge compliment. I appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, it's great. Uh, even in um, Gumshoe, which wonderfully closes the album, you're actually directly speaking of oh, his bird sounds. Sounds fantastic. That's so cool. Um, <laughs> you're directly speaking the change in that one. Another one, um, Eloise, is, is amazing. Can you speak on that song just a little bit? That song really has me. Oh, awesome, man. Uh, to be honest with you, that song, if it had a, uh, a cousin track that uh-huh. existed out in the wild, I don't know, are you, so you, you referenced Sam Beam earlier, you yeah. a big Iron and Wine fan? I love him, love him. Okay, so on my list of songs, like uh, five songs that could make me cry every time I hear them, uh-huh. one, of, one of his is at the top of that list, and it's Walking Far From Home. I know. Do you know yeah. that one? Yep, yep. So that's uh, the cousin uh, song of this? That, that yeah, that's sense. the cousin song. Yeah. So the, the, and the reason I say that is because when I listen to Walking Far From Home, it feels like I'm being led by the hand through a, um, a mixed media art gallery, wow. and I'm being shown 75 different uh, short stories, poems, sculptures, ceramic work. I, I'm, I'm getting shown so many different things, and they all seem to be a part of the same exhibit whose title eludes me, but I know that I'm crying and I find it beautiful the whole time. Wow. And, and so I wanted to, uh, most of these little snippets, like these, the song Eloise is full of tiny snippets. Yeah, little moments. That, yep. Like little, little bit moments that are very tangible that mm-hmm. you can picture in your mind's eye. And that to me was important because that's what walking far from home does to me, mm-hmm. where prayer runs like weeds through the hall, where uh, a name carved in a snu- uh, stone, millionaire pissing on the lawn. Like there's so many little bitty moments in that song that you can see in your head. And I wanted to write something like that because I was so tied to those things in that song. And so I, I wrote a song that felt to me like walking through my own art gallery that I had cultivated, mm-hmm. where all of them make sense to me because I know all of the tiny stories that are involved in every single lyric. And other people can extrapolate meaning from those pieces as they would if they walk through an art gallery. 
Amazing. I am so glad I asked that question that you linked it back to Walking Far From Home. That's amazing. Um, cool. Hey, uh, so you're taking this um, album on the road, I'm sure, right? Are you guys jumping on tour? Are you on tour? We are indeed. We start September 6th. Nice. You coming through New York? We will. Come to the Bowery. Oh, Play fantastic. Bowery. Yeah, cool. I'm yeah. going to put that on my schedule. I'll come see you guys. I think, um, yeah. Nice, that's, dude. That's, uh, that's what I got for you, man. So thank you so much for the time. Um, oh, yeah. I, I'm really I'm taken by this album. It's awesome. I'm kind of I'm thrilled to spread the word and, and you know let people know uh, what's going on here. So thank you very much. Oh, brother, thanks for taking the time to talk with me. I appreciate it. All right, cool. Thanks, Andy. Enjoy the rest of the vacay, and uh, I'll see you guys in uh, September in Bowery. All right, man. Hey, holler if it gets time or close to time, we'll put you on the list. Yeah, sounds great. Thank you so much for saying that. Later, man. All right, later. Osiris. This podcast is in the loop. The Legion of Osiris Podcasts. Osiris is creating a community that connects people like you with live experiences and podcasts about artists and topics you love. Get in the loop at OsirisPod.com. Treehouse that all I had wrong. 